sick as a dog, you'll be sorry. Sick as a dog because you really ain't that young. Welcome to Backtracks, Aerosmith Revisited. I'm the very old and sick as a dog, Corey Morissette, joined, as always, by John Mariano. How are you doing tonight, John? Oh, I'm not talking about bears tonight. I mean, I'm talking about dogs. There you go. Also joining us again uh, from sunny Las Vegas, or snowy. Did you guys get any snow, Scott Haskin, uh, down in your neck of the woods? Uh, not right by me, but not too far away. We have had uh, on and off flurries. It's saying there's an 80% chance of rain, which means a 1% chance of snow tomorrow. There you go. And we all know that when it rains uh, in uh, Nevada or California, apparently everything shuts down. Planes don't run. Uh, yeah. Tow trucks can't get to you. It, it just, it's Armageddon. We just can't do it. I, you just stay inside. Um, you don't even eat food because you don't know how long the rain is going to last. And you, you don't want to ruin all your provisions right off the bat. I, I really feel for you guys. Uh, just this past week in here, uh, it was minus 48 with the wind chill. Uh, and uh, so much blowing stone the highways, it was creating drifts. Uh, so if you didn't have a 4 by 4 truck, you were getting stuck in the middle of the yeah. highway, in the middle of a blizzard. So that, that that's always fun. I, I believe, you know, well, I mean, I, I've lived in Michigan and Colorado, so I know what real weather is like. And um, I can say that I've been in, in some pretty nasty blizzards over the years. I feel for you, Corey. Uh, all I can say is uh, don't go out unless you have to. Stay warm when you can. Yep, that's pretty much it. Um, but uh, I'm a little under the weather. I think I alluded to that. So I'm really going to rely on Scott and John uh, to carry me through. But I'm not going to miss tonight. I'm not missing Aerosmith night. What are you guys crazy? No, I'm going to I'm going to soldier through. So, uh, John, you go ahead and, and just take the reins and uh, do the show. Oh, fine. Uh, welcome. Welcome to uh, uh, the Aerosmith show. This is where we talk about Aerosmith's back catalog. I'm going to do a really terrible job. So that way, Corey never gets sick again. That's kind of that's kind of my role here. Um, but before we do, we have to get to some business. Um, Scott, why, why don't you get to your business first and then I'll follow up with my business? You know, I think the business you're talking about is the business of announcing the podcasts that are listed in the Deep Dive Podcast Network. And, you know, I was going to do a bit tonight. I, re I tried it this morning. I was going to do a bit and do it in the voice of Macho Man Randy Savage. But what I realized is it takes 16 times longer to read the list if I do it in the voice. So I'm just going to read it as him being me reading it. So, of course, we're talking about Aerosmith tonight. But John and Corey also do another show called Backtracks Theme Music, which is a fantastic show. I make sure I hear it every week. Corey does another show with Mark, and this one is called And the Podcast Will Rock All Va All Things Van Halen. Then I do a show called Uriah Heap, the Magician's Podcast, All Things Uriah Heap. I've got two more seasons I'm loading the cannons with, uh, starting probably uh, April 1st. Uh, and even though that's April Fool's Day in the States, it isn't anywhere else, so fuck it. Uh, also, we have the Deep Purple Podcast. We have Skinnered Reconsidered. We have T-Bone's Prime Cuts on the other side. Sabbath Bloody Podcast, In the Lap of the Pods, which is all about Queen. We have Hawk Binge, Maiden A to Z, Diary of the Mad Men, The Ultimate Aussie Podcast, Universally Speaking, The Red Hot Chili Peppers Podcast, The Judas Priest Cast, North by South Podcast, So Far, So Pod, So What, all about Megadeth. We have the Tom Petty Project, the Seaside Pod Review, and Volume for All, and of course, Rock Roulette Podcast. Thanks a lot. Uh, that's a mouthful. How do you get through that every week? 
I have no idea. I, well, I'm so used to reading it uh, on my other shows, but as we keep adding shows, it keeps getting harder to do this without stopping. Uh, we might have to bookend it at some point where we do like to be continued and we end the podcast with like part of it too. Well, yeah, because you know what people are doing is they're just hitting that fast forward 30 seconds to see what John has to say. No, they're, they're totally not because they're gonna fast forward me too. They're fast forwarding to, to when Corey speaks again and we and we start the podcast. But before you do, let me tell you a little bit about uh, Ken Napsock's pop rock and radio. It's the big hits, album cuts, and B sides from from the rock and pop world that make up the soundtracks of our lives. Look, look, look at live shows, make requests, sing, dance, and celebrate the music with pop rock and radio community. You can check that out on Miss Mixcloud. You can also check Ken out. Uh, on the Napsock Network, on on your podcast feeds, he has this show called The Blathering, where Ken talks about anything and everything on his mind and in his heart, um, with 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 this specific uh, lens of his sense of humor that you should not miss. Um, so so follow Ken. Ken's a big supporter of the show. We're a big supporter of Ken's, and we love him very much. Awesome job, gentlemen. Uh, before we move on any uh, any further, uh, John, I want you to pick a number between one and three for me. Two, two. Okay, that's a good. Yeah, one. but you said you said a number between one and three. Yeah, and there's only one option there. Fine, including one and three. Uh, it's too late. I picked two. You picked two. Okay, Scott, give me a number between one and 167. Um, I'm going to go with 43. 43. Okay. The reason why I'm doing this is because I got a package today, uh, from my favorite author, a fellow by the name of Scott Caskin. And, ah. uh, uh, part of these books uh, is the What Happened in Vegas a series of books that I've been very much looking forward to. Uh, Scott Caskin has written three of them, or compiled three of them. Uh, so John picked number two. This is What Happened in Vegas, part deuce. And you picked uh, number 43, was it, Scott? I did. Okay, I'm going to read you the thing overheard in Vegas from page 43 of the Scott Caskin book. Okay. Guy, I don't know if I like your new beard. Girl, this is my free look. All that and more in Scott Kahaskin's What Happened in Vegas. Part two. There's three books in the series. I might do that on every show now. Just have people pick numbers and just read a random thing you overheard on the strip in Las Vegas. Because that's just endlessly entertaining and entertaining to me. I, I want I want to try something new this week too. Okay. Because I, I don't think that Scott's wrong. I think people are fast forwarding our business. And I want to make it that if people are, I want to make them suffer a little bit. So I'm going to drop a little bit of news I just found out. All right. Aerosmith-related news. So if you listen to this podcast and you're an Aerosmith fan, you probably want to hear some Aerosmith. And this is substantiated. I, I, I've checked it out. There is a source online. Um, so so Aerosmith has a, has a little song called SOS Too Bad. Corey, are you familiar with the song? I am, yep. Scott, are you familiar with the song? I am not. So 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 it, it, it is. Um, I, I believe it's on one of their greatest hits albums, but it is an older Aerosmith song. Every, every everything at this point is an older Aerosmith song. Let's face it. <laughs> it's on um, my bootleg, if I remember correctly. But um, Tesla is going to be covering it pretty soon. Interesting. I just, I, I just figured that was a little bit of news that if you're fast forwarding, you might want to know that there is an Aerosmith cover. Coming out for one of their songs and Tesla's cover it should be pretty fun. Tesla's a course, great band and they're doing a residency actually in Las Vegas coming up soon. 
That's right. I was just going to say, I was wondering if they were uh, going to be doing that at their shows here in Vegas. I, I would assume so, if it's going to be a newer release. I would think so, yeah. Any uh, any further information on a new Aerosmith studio project? Um, I, I couldn't find anything on Aerosmith. I found a little more on this uh, Tesla album, though. It's called Full Throttle Live. Uh, they're going to record it uh, in the uh, guitar player's garage like next week, he says. And uh, SOS Too Bad will be like the uh, bonus track uh, on the live album. So I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, Interesting. And, and Tesla, Tesla does some great covers. Oh, absolutely. Yep. They, they did an all-covers album called uh, Real to Real, I think it was, and a lot of good stuff on there. I like that they're recording it in the garage. I'm, I'm going to be interested to see what kind of audio quality they get because you can do you can do so much now. You know, you don't need a million-dollar recording studio anymore. I'm I'm more concerned about what kind of garage it's going to be at this stage of their lives. Like when they were kids, I would picture it be like my garage outside, like like just a crappy like uh, suburban garage. But are they on like Tony Stark's garage at this stage of their lives where it's like <laughs> 75 cars just hanging out there and then like Tesla has like a little, little wing of it where they're recording in a studio basically? Well, Very it, possible. If you're talking about Joe Perry's garage, I'd say maybe. But uh, Tesla, I, I would put their garage maybe just a, a shade underneath Joe Perry's garage. Right, but they definitely have a bigger garage than mine is what I'm saying. 100%. They, they've gone, they're, they're touring with Def Leppard constantly, yeah. uh, released an album, actually a really good album uh, a few years ago. Uh, I don't know if it sold that well, but it's really good. I mean, everyone should go maybe check that out. Or maybe we should do a Tesla podcast. What do you guys say? Uh, uh, oh, well, why don't we talk about a little bit about Aerosmith? I think we're here right. to talk about Aerosmith. We, we are doing an Aerosmith podcast uh, last time I checked. So uh, <laughs> let's talk about where we're at. Uh, last week, uh, uh, Song 55, Deuces Are Wild, found its way onto the all-time Aero Top 9, uh, joining a bunch of great tracks on there. So that means that we've got six songs on the die. Some of these have been on here forever. Let's just recap them for you folks. We have Devil's Got a New Disguise, You See Me Crying, Sight for Sore Eyes from Live Bootleg. That was newly added by John Mariano. Legendary Child, uh, Love Three Times, and I'm Down. That, that one's been on since Scott joined the show, I think, around show 40, hasn't it? Wasn't that on my original dice? Yeah. 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 But since we, we gave you two slots, I think you picked uh, You See Me Crying and and I'm Down. I did. So, yeah. yeah. We need a Scott track tonight. Then. I'm really hoping for I'm Down. Let's put it out of its misery. Scott, what are you hoping for? Yeah, well, I have a, I, I'm torn because I feel like, I don't like when things are incomplete and we have a hole in the mixtape on the live side. So I kind of want to get that filled. But at the same point, yeah, I, I could really use I'm Down tonight. Well, you can't be torn. That's a Natalie Brulia song, and that's a Natalie Brulia yes. podcast that we're currently not hosting, but maybe someday. John Mariano, Yet. what are you hoping for? Yet. Uh, now, now I'm hoping for a Natalie Brulia podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but, 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 but aside from that, um, although I like to see holes filled, um, I'm okay. Um, I'm also excellent at not filling holes. So, so uh that's I, I feel like um, I'm going to be selfish, and I want another John track. I've never heard um, Love Three Times or Love Triple X, as I called it erroneously uh, when, when I put it on the die. And um, I, I'd like to hear something I haven't heard before. All righty. There you go. That's our manifestations, if you will, for this week's dice. Uh, let's uh, toss it over, uh, so to speak, to Steven Tyler to kick us off here. Toss of the 
and we're going to get sight for sore eyes from live bootleg. It's another John track, just not the one he wanted. Now, uh, you put this on here. Have you heard this song, John? Oh, I've, yeah, yeah, I've heard this. Why? Sing, sing the first two verses. No, I can't do that, but I've definitely heard it before. Like, I've, I've listened to live bootleg a bunch. Yes, this is a, it comes right after Chip Away the Stone and right before Mama Kin uh, on live bootleg. Uh, right. uh, pretty good track. Well, uh, when, when I would listen to live bootleg, though, I would listen to it on a cassette tape. So I couldn't fast forward the song. Mm -hmm. And I didn't necessarily know, keep track of which tracks I was listening to back in the day where like you didn't know which song you were. It was just like, oh, I like that song. Uh, Scott, I'm uh, assuming this is going to be a uh, first time listen for you. First time, but I'm excited. Well, we talked about uh, live bootleg a little bit here. Uh, you know, they're they're going for kind of the loot, uh, the bootleg feel of it. It's not supposed to be all that polished. Uh, sight for sore eyes. Uh, you know, it, it, you know, a mainstay of the set at that time. I want to say, let's look it up here, and we'll play my favorite game. Everybody knows what it is. How many times has the band played Sight for Sore Eyes live? You know, let's Scott with uh, Scott Haskin here. How many times do you think Aerosmith played Sight for Sore Eyes live? Okay, I'm I'm going to ask for a. A, a bit of a cheat. What year did it come out? Uh, Scott, this uh, came out way back in 1977 uh, from the Draw the Line album originally and then uh, released on live bootleg after. Okay, I'm going to say 112. 112 times. John Mariano, how many times do you think Aerosmith has played Sight for Sore Eyes? The number 42. 42. You're both over. It was actually mm. 25 times. Wow. So so not a ton. See, and I was feel, oh. I was feeling 46, and I lowered it down to 42, thinking I would get closer. I did, but not close just, enough. Just not close enough. And actually, even if you count uh, the times the Joe Perry Project covered it, that's another five times. So it'd only be 30. <sighs> wow. That's, uh, that's not a whole lot. But, you know, I mean, their catalog is so huge. How do you pick and choose what to play? Well, that's true. And, uh, you know, Draw the Line was uh, one, two, three, four, five, their fifth album. So, yeah, you know, there were a lot of songs deep uh, at this point. Also coked out of their fucking minds at this point, too. So, do, do we know that they didn't play it and they just didn't know they were playing it? Well, potentially, maybe they just. It, it, it's difficult to say. Uh, everything is hazy from 1977, Scott. You should know that. You were a young man of 32 in 1977. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. yeah. Working out in the fields. <laughs> with major barbara waiting for her with major throw. barbara yeah <laughs> all right what do you say we get into a little live bootleg and this is sight for sore eyes Okay, before Steven Tyler ruins this song for me, because uh, I feel like he's going to do that, I really liked the opening. I thought it was fantastic. It's got such a great groove to it. Um, I like the way that the drums and the guitars were separate from each other, that they that they were kind of playing alternating. Um, really good start. Yeah, I don't know if this could be Steven so much ruining it for you. I really feel like it might be part of the mix. Like, he's just way up front and and, like... 
feels isolated from the rest of the band. And I think I really I really think it's more more the production on this that's gonna at least that's what's bugging me right now. Yeah, and I always done the production he's... on live bootleg. I, I like the separation. He he's just babbling already. I just feel like he's just talking nonsense. Well, the lyric was literally going downtown, going down, going down, neath the city, eating ground round. Underground is pretty gritty. Yep. <laughs> you do you, do you do you not understand the the lyrics, Scott? No, I I do. It's just you know, uh, just going down, going down, going. Just just tell us a story. So 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 he is. He is. I don't know if you you're aware of this, but back in the seventies when this was recorded, the ground round was a very fit popular um, eatery. Um, it was kind of like a Bennigan's, but like not as good. So oh, he's, okay. He's literally saying he's going to the ground round to get, to to get some grub. I thought he was talking about raw meat. All right, I mean, he might be, but I, I mean, they usually cook it there. Hmm. Tell you what, uh, I was looking at the the credited songwriters on the song. We have Steven Tyler, Joe Perry, Jack Douglas, uh, who produced this album, or produced Draw the Line anyway, and uh, David Johansson from the New York Dolls, which was a big influence on, uh, on Aerosmith. Hmm. Interesting. I gotta say, being very familiar with with, with the um, studio version, um, I really like the chorus live infinitely better. Yeah, like it 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 feels like it drones on on the studio version, where it it really feels a lot more organic live. I don't know how Scott feels because he's hearing this all for the first time. Yeah, it's. Uh... I like the chorus, actually. I thought that was nice. What I like is the rhythm of the vocals. Like, I like where the word placement is because it's not just singing lines starting before the one and and just carrying on and every line sounds the same. Like, this, the vocals at this point, they've really got some life to them. So I didn't like the first section of vocals, but I, I'm liking it now. And uh, lyrically, again, I, I don't think he was singing what we have listed here. Uh, we're, I'm looking at the uh, Draw the Line studio version. Playing no fair, sleeping under stairs, downtown's a pity, taking fair square, never where it's pretty gritty. Uh, I just heard a lot of like he was just kind of mumbling his way through it because he couldn't remember the words. But I think that's that's probably accurate. Right. That sounds a little more like Steven Tyler. Turn it in style, walk a mile for your titty. That, that, that would be a sentiment that I'm pretty sure he had those in his uh, wedding vows. <laughs> There's a good chance of that. Uh, you know, I have to wonder, do you guys know what circular breathing is? Have you heard of that? John probably no. has. I haven't. Um, it's it's basically how somebody can play a didgeridoo note for 26 minutes without stopping because that's all breath, right? Uh, so basically you're breathing in through your nose and out through your mouth, but your muscles are coordinated to be able to do a continuous flow. 
so that you actually can keep going. I have to wonder sometimes because he just doesn't, it seems like he never breathes in. He's almost always making sound. And I have to wonder if he doesn't have the ability to do that. Cause if he doesn't, I don't know how he's doing it. Coke. I mean, that's <laughs> as good an explanation as any. There you go. All the Coke. some joe perry brad Whit for goodness there boys what'd you think uh, this is this is really one of those songs where i don't absolutely love the the track like uh, it's not even i don't love the track i don't love the song but the delivery of this tra- particular track i feel like is everything right about aerosmith and everything i love about aerosmith from from the way that Steven Tyler is saying, but the way that guitar solo just kind of jammed down your throat, like we are America's band in the best ways possible. Um, you know, I, I wish it was a little bit crisper at times, but God, I, I, I just love this delivery right now. I would have liked a little more uh, guitar up front in the mix for the solo, but I did like what the backing band was doing during the solo. I thought that was a nice change in the music. I'm having a hard time with some of the lyrics. I mean, she's a love lust hussy. She left. Oh, she rust me. I I just think he's, he's just finding words that rhyme and putting them together. Um, Doesn't, doesn't make so much for an intriguing story, but, uh, but I like the set. Like if I look at the vocals as an instrument, as I often do, uh, I like the sound of the vocals. I think the, the flow of them is really good on the song, uh, regardless of what he's saying, the sound of it as an instrument is good to me. Oh, I agree. Totally. I I like the rhyming scheme. Uh, and, uh, yeah, it doesn't have to make sense for me. It's kind of, kind of good, a good groove to it. And, uh, that was going to be my point, Scott, was the backing band. Uh, you know, I could kind of hear Joe in one ear, but like you guys mentioned, he's pretty low in the mix. But it was what Brad and Tom and Joey Kramer were doing. I was like, ooh, that's good. Like, uh, mm-hmm. that's just a good Aerosmith group. Uh, to me, uh, a, in a lot of ways, this is just kind of stock Aerosmith, like yeah, better than most, obviously. But, you know, in Aerosmith, you're going to put this kind of middle of the pack. But in this live version, it's how Steven's sounding, even when he's making up words, and uh, how the band is sounding. And uh, Joe's solo, when I could hear it, you know, there was some good stuff in there. But yeah, like pretty low in the mix. Kind of surprising. Yeah, I, I really feel like I'm I'm in the crowd, but I'm on the bass player's side of the stage. Yeah. And and Brad, too, because Brad was a lot louder. Mm-hmm. May, maybe it's just I'm going deafer in one ear. I don't know. But uh, I was hearing Brad <laughs> nice and clear. And I was kind of struggling to hear Joe a little bit. So yeah, maybe no, it's probably I, just I, me it's, getting old. That's, no, that's what I heard. You're You're okay. just as old as I am. There you go. John's the youngster of the panel, so he heard everything right. clearly. I couldn't hear shit. <laughs> 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 
he's just thigh. And I heard the word thighs in there at some point. Like he's he's not even trying to sing the actual lyrics at this point. No, I I don't know if he knows what they are. I just but it, I had to laugh because as you scrolled up so that we could see the bottom of the lyrics, it's just sight for sore eyes, sight for sore eyes, sight for sore eyes, sight for sore eyes. I can't wait to hear how much is in between every one of those lines. Well, I think we're in this section right now, and it's just uh, Stephen howling or screeching and, and saying blah 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 thighs because he can't remember what song he's singing. Did we did we get the did we go past the peeled back and parted part? Because I he kind of did half of it because he, he said the peeled back and parted. And then I think he said something about the Leopard King. He didn't sing every line, though. Oh, okay. That's what lost me. Yeah. Lost him too. Sorry, what's that? You said I lost him, too. I really like that. I, I like when a guitar player takes that the last couple notes of a solo and just keeps it going into the final verse or chorus or whatever you're going to get to. Uh, that solo I heard much better. It, it was short and sweet, but I dug what he was playing. You know, maybe that was Brad because he was always kind of a little louder in this mix. And I was going to say, I was like it when a vocalist, uh, uh, you know, references Cookie Monster uh, in between lines because he went sight for sore eyes, nom, 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 sight for sore eyes. <laughs> So I, I thought the Cookie Monster callback was really good, John. That is good. I I, I never I never mind the Cookie Monster callback. I I I almost feel like he he was he was thinking about what he was going to do after after the uh, song was over. Gotcha. I feel like he was pointing to somebody in the crowd too when he was doing that. I just feel like he was targeting somebody. He was so doped up to his gills, he probably was pointing at the ceiling. Like, wasn't even aware what planet he's on. <laughs> Sight for sore eyes from live bootleg. We got a, almost a little bit of draw the line at the end there, kind of with the, the that was the same drum roll from draw the line. We had a little bit of uh, a slide, and I thought, geez, we're you know that'd be a good segue into draw the line, but then they just kind of cut it off. But that's from the album draw the line tonight. Of course, we're talking live bootleg. Sight for sore eyes, as Scott alluded to, we have a big gaping hole on side B of our double mixtape live tracks where this song could go. So, what is the feeling of the panel? I mean, I, I don't feel like it's you know you know a bad song. I don't feel like it's worthy of leaving a blank spot. Like we we have had those moments in songs where it's like, yeah, I'd rather leave it blank. I don't think this is one of those cases. Like I think it, I think it's a by the numbers Aerosmith song. It probably doesn't have a long shelf life, but probably has earned done enough to earn a spot tonight. I would agree with that. I I think um, I think it'll be it'll it'll get quickly replaced when we do another live song if we feel something needs to get bumped. But I think for the moment it's better than empty. 
But I just realized too, this is the the fourth song that we've covered off of live bootleg. That's the most we've covered off of one live album so far. That's right. And uh, still got a little ways to go. There's there's a lot of songs on that uh, double LP. But so uh, my vote doesn't really matter. But I would have voted with you guys. Uh, it's better than nothing, uh, which is kind of what we're uh, kind of what we're saying here. Um, Stock Aerosmith, uh, you know, top fifty percentile, sure, but. Uh, yeah, it, it might be one of the first ones gone uh, from the live track side, but I had a lot of fun listening to it. It's a decent jam, and uh, that that's all you could ask for. Yeah, it's 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 good. I mean, it's the thing is that, that there's certain things that you can use Aerosmith for as a go-to, and I think this song represented a lot of that kind of thing. Um, I'll be curious to hear the studio version of this versus the the live vocal mayhem and see what it sounded like. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's kind of comfort food for an Aerosmith fan. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. This whole album is actually, if you don't have live boot, like uh, get the, to your nearest vinyl vinyl dealer and, uh, and, and find a copy of it. And don't be alarmed at the uh, coffee uh, ring uh, on the cover. That's supposed to be there. It's actually printed on the cover. It's not, not a real coffee stain. Hmm. I might try to lick it anyway. Well, it doesn't stop John. Speaking of John, uh, that was one of your uh, tracks, there, buddy. Uh, what are you thinking? You want to replace it with on the dice? I gotta be honest. I'm 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 looking at a little south of sanity. I'm I'm between two songs. Okay. And uh, I had an initial thought, and I had I think I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna go against my gut and go with my second choice. And I'm gonna throw a hole in my soul. Ooh. I was trying to go like. I was trying to give a song that I could see replacing this. And I want to give some shelf life to, and it's like, you know what? And here's a fun, here's a fun little ditty. Fun little ditty. Wow. Uh, this is going to be an interesting one to talk about. Cause you're talking about a track off of nine lives. That is uh, not very well liked uh, by Aerosmith fans. Uh, and you want to talk about cookie cutter Aerosmith uh, ballads. Holy cow. This might be one of them, but it's going to be an interesting conversation. Uh, Scott, any recollections on Hole in My Soul? It was a single uh, way back in 97. I don't think I know it, but it's very possible that once once we were playing it, I might go, oh, yeah, yeah, I know this one. Uh, I'm going to help Scott out. Scott, have okay. you heard Have you heard Angel? Yes. Have you heard What It Takes? Yes. Have you heard Crying? Yes. H have you heard Crazy? Yes. Have you heard Amazing? Yes. All all of them were in agreement are very different songs. Mm -hmm. Okay. If you took all of those songs and you put them on a piece of paper and crumble that paper up and then shoot it towards the garbage can, but kind of miss, like, you know, when you do that kind of move when you're like writing, but mm -hmm. like, you don't, you're not really paying attention and you miss the garbage can. Yeah. That's kind of, that's kind of what you have in store for you. Oh, I can't wait to get to that episode. <laughs> well, with our luck, it's going to be next week because we've just been rolling Johnny tracks uh, like crazy here. The last few have been his. So uh, let's just recap the dice for you folks. Going into next week, Devil's Got a New Disguise, You See Me Crying, Hole in My Soul from A Little South of Sanity, Legendary Child, Love Three Times, and I'm Down. Let's wrap this one up, boys. Johnny Mariano, what you got coming up that you want to tell the folks about? Oh, I'm on a little show called uh, Backtracks uh, Theme Music with this guy named Corey. We record about movies and music um, and sometimes TV shows and music. 
Um, we we've done the Ted Lasso episode. We we got a couple of good ones coming up in 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 the in the horn. We recorded one with for our buddy Jeff Saunders that we released recently. Um, he's doing that great Saint Saint Baldrick's effort. If you get a chance um to go and donate to Saint Baldrick's, um, go ahead and do that. Um, I'm gonna take my time and just promote that for a minute. So uh, go do that. Perfect. And Mr. Haskin. Well, speaking of that, if you guys go to my website, go to scotthaskin.com, and then you click on the Aerosmith podcast link, we've got a link right there to uh, Jeff's work and how you can help him. And uh, yeah, for me, uh, just go to that website. It's got all the books and music and uh, everything I'm up to and uh, and more. Speaking of books, Scott Haskin, pick a number between one and three. Ooh, uh, I'm going to go with one. All right. That's that's that that's a, not one. a number between one and three. Oh, stop it, John! You know what I mean. <laughs> now you pick a number between one and. There's no page numbers on this book. Motherfucker! I'm just gonna pay- pick. Uh, there's no page numbers on the first one, Scott Kahaskin. Damn you! I picked. I picked page one. All right, that one I can find. By the way, this this Kahaskin guy scribbled in my book. I gotta give him shit for that. Bastard! Ruining the value. I know. I'm I just noticed, glad I'm, it I'm took not, less, slightly less than six months to arrive. I, I got to point out too. Uh, I am not in the special thanks section of the book, but it does says you and Scott Kahaskin underlined you and drew a little smiley face. So I think he meant me. Yeah. Okay. Maybe he just meant the leather you. Let's well, you though. <laughs> All right. Page one of What Happened in Vegas by Scott K. Haskin. Girl one. When did Vegas start up? Girl 2. I don't know. I've only been hearing about it for a couple of years, so it must be pretty new. I actually remember this. I was standing in front, or I was uh, on my walk, uh, passing by Tropicana. And uh, no, I'm sorry, it wasn't Tropicana. It was the Flamingo, uh, really close to um, Margaritaville Restaurant, which is right on the, the front edge of it. And uh, that's where the two girls were standing. And I heard that and I zipped off to the side and read that into my voice recorder before I forgot it and uh, made it into the book. I've been to Vegas twice. These books are going to be wonderful for me. I can't wait to dig into them more. Uh, we're we're going to play this game for a few weeks, I think, on the Aerospace Show, just because I'm having a lot Fun. of fun with it. Uh, awesome. But if, if you want to yell at me, please don't. Uh, I'm at CD Morset on Twitter uh, for some reason. Uh, you can uh, get a hold of me there or listen to any of the great shows on the Deep Dive Podcast Network. But please, direct all complaints to John Mariano. He's at John Marioni uh, on Twitter. Uh, but until next time, on behalf of John Mariano and the aforementioned uh, New York Times bestselling author, Scott Haskin, my name is Corey Morissette. Thank you very much for listening. And I'll see you next time on Backtracks, theme music, wrong fucking show. John didn't even notice. He's like on his phone like, oh, fuck this guy. No, yeah, I did. I just didn't care. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, buddy. Is it? Thank you very much for listening. And as always, let's give the final word to John Mariano. Um, I have a hole in my soul. Uh-huh.